Hi, I'm Coach Corey Wayne, and this is my video coaching newsletter. And the topic of today's newsletter is going to be She's Slowly Ceasing Contact. Well, I've got an email here from a guy who he started out dating this girl. She was really into him. They're a little bit long distance, they live in different cities. They had a couple of dates, but obviously, he's made a huge mistake because he got in the habit of texting and talking on the phone and not really spending a lot of time together in person. And so what's happening, he obviously has been through the book once and is starting to understand what he's learning, but he really hasn't modified his behavior and she's continuing to back away and he's scratching his head going, what the hell? So it's a, it's a great example. Then I got a real short email also from another guy who's, who's in no contact with his ex-girlfriend and He's emailing me wanting to know if he should reach out because he still has some things of her. So I've got two good emails I'm going to go through. It's just really about finding the balance, this sweet spot between pursuing too much or pursuing too little. One guy's trying to get an ex back. The other guy is trying to reattract a girl who was really into him at first, but obviously she's backing away. So i got a quote that I wrote in this topic and I'm going to go through both emails. And the quote says, men who are not 100% focused on their purpose and mission in life tend to think that a woman is the solution to their happiness, boredom, and the fact they are not really that excited about their own lives. This often causes them to try too hard to the point that they smother, over-pursue, and come off as needy and clingy. They also mistakenly try to substitute controlling their women for their lack of personal self-control and the fact they feel totally out of control in their own lives because they are not doing anything to shape, change, and control their own destiny. Men must get their professional lives in order first before they can reach their full potential in their personal lives. Having an unbalanced and unfocused professional life leads to turmoil and inconsistent success in your personal life. And you're going to see that to a degree with both of these guys' emails. So let's go through the first guy. This is the guy that's trying to reattract this woman. He says, Hi, Coach. I've been on a couple of dates with this girl who is long distance. We met online, exchanged numbers, chatted for a while on text. Replies were a few days apart. Well, if you're meeting somebody, like, say, social media, and you've never met them in person or you met them on a dating site, you're going to obviously send a few text messages back and forth Women want to see that you're not some fucking Fruit Loop or some nutcase or some weird stalker guy. They want to see that you can kind of have a playful little conversation, maybe three or four text exchanges back and forth, and then you should be exchanging phone numbers or doing a, ideally, you want to be able to see them and you want them to see you because it's a lot easier to read their facial expressions and their body language versus texting. And as I talk about my book, it's much more masculine to pick up the phone and call a woman or to do a video date with her versus sending text. Because text is, let's think, look, I mean, in its simplest form, it's a low risk way for a guy to avoid rejection. So if you're a very confident guy, you're going to want to hear her voice or even better, see her face and hear her voice on a video chat. So you can see there's just too much texting and, you know, you see that a lot, especially in younger people. They think that's the way to create attraction. And more often than not, especially younger guys that don't know any better, they end up saying th something that they think is funny, but obviously it comes across wrong in text. 
So you got to be very careful. So he says, the replies were a few days apart. So in other words, he's texting her and she's taking days to respond to him. He says, but nevertheless, I got a date set up. Well, it's good that you did that. He says, I went down to London to meet her and we went for dinner and drinks and ended up kissing. Easily the hottest girl I've dated so far. More than likely, you're probably putting her on a pedestal and you're already starting to treat her differently than you do all the other women you've been on a dates with. So you're extra nice, extra compliant, but the problem is, is that if you want a romantic interaction with a woman, you've got to be romantic. In other words, the whole purpose of seduction is to get closer and closer to a woman until eventually you end up inside of her. And when a guy really likes a girl, he tends to be extra nice because he didn't want to fuck it up. But the, but the problem is he gives her too much non-sexual attention and eventually she thinks, oh, he'd be a great friend. He'd be a great guy to come over and fix my toilet. Or if the battery's dead in my car, he'll come over and put a new battery in for me or change my tire if they've got a flat tire. It's just a bad way to go, and you end up wasting a lot of fucking time. He says, knowing what I now know, or what I know now from reading your book, I made a lot of mistakes, became a pen pal, and would also chat on the phone for an hour at a time. I mean, if you're talking for a half hour, 45 minutes, an hour, I mean, it should be easy to arrange a date to meet up and have some drinks. It just, it's totally counterproductive because the more you talk on the phone and the less time you spend in person, the more you're going to talk her into friend zoning you and being sexually attracted to you less and less. So he says, but I got the second date, <clears throat> better than the last, all over each other, but sex didn't happen. So here's where he's going to give us this excuse. A little background. We're both of Indian descent, and it isn't typical to expect sex to happen after two or three dates. So you already are coming to the interaction and assuming she is a certain way. And so because you believe that, it causes you to hold back and not escalate things according to the way I talk about in the book. And the reality is... Again, I coach people all over the world. I got a lot of people I coach in the Middle East, India, Pakistan, Qatar, Kuwait, Saudi Arabia, United Arab Emirates. And it doesn't matter where you're from, men and women respond to what they respond to. It's just it's the way we respond to how we're naturally made up. He says her interest was peaking and she told me she couldn't wait to see me again, etc. So obviously she was really into him at that point. So despite the fact he spent a lot of time chit-chatting on the phone, it went well in person, which is good. He says this despite making errors, including staying, saying on the date, well, you'll have to make it up my way next time. Well, if she's bringing it up, can't wait to see you again, there's nothing wrong with saying, yeah, you'll have to come and see me next time. Because if you've tried, because the idea is you want, it's like, like I talk about all the time, the tennis analogy is you want to see that she's making the effort to come see you as much as you're making the effort to come see her, especially if they're in another town. So he says, basically talking about another date and drowning anticipation. About a week later, we talked at length on the phone once, and after that, I didn't hear from her for a few days. Unusual. Well, think about it. You just had a date, and she's like, I can't wait to see you again. And you call her, and you talk on the phone for an hour instead of setting a date. At that point, you're, she's comfortable with you. You've already spent enough time together. 
The phone is for setting dates. You're not following instructions thinking, hey, I'm different. And obviously, you're going to suffer the consequences of that. So instead of making a date, you chit-chat on the phone and started to move more towards the friend, the nice. Because men who know what they want and are used to getting what they want, you reach out and you set a fucking date. You don't reach out and talk to her and become her therapist or her emotional tampon on the phone. It's the quickest way to get right into friend zone. So obviously he says he didn't hear from her for a few days, unusual. So you can see the net effect of talking forever on the phone and not setting a date turned her off because you didn't hear from her for a while. And so he didn't hear from her because I guess he's expecting she's going to contact him. It's your job to be the leader and lead the interaction. Like I talk about in the book, it's usually the second, third date when a woman starts reaching out to you. And at that point, you really, is, when a woman starts doing that, kind of picking the ball up and running with it because her attraction level is growing, you can back off and let her start to pursue more. And so it, the guy pursues in the beginning, but as a woman starts to kind of pick up the ball and run with it, then you can just let her come to you at her pace. Then everything is her idea. When a woman is chasing you, you don't have to worry about getting rejected, dumped, or friend-zoned. So obviously, he, he's thinking she's going to reach out. She doesn't. So he messaged her a huge pen pal text replying to the chain preceding it. So you talk on the phone, and then next time you're sending a text. It's, you're inconsistently being masculine. It was masculine to call her, and now you're sending a text. So you already made a mistake by not making a date. Because if you talk to her on the phone and try to set a date, she's like, I'm not sure, I don't know about my schedule, then just say, hey, awesome, I'd love to see you, so figure out your schedule and get back to me. And then as soon as you hear from her next time, even if she doesn't bring it up, assume the reason she's reaching out is because she knows her schedule, and she's hoping you'll be the leader and invite her for a date and make definite plans, and then you got off the phone. So he sends her this long text, probably drooling all over her, and then she got back to me eventually. She'd been going through a hard time at work. So he's thinking, oh, yeah, that sounds reasonable. Oh, okay, she didn't get back to me because she's going through a hard time at work. Reality is her traction level is going. If she was really into you and she's having a hard time at work, guess what? She's going to call you or text you or want to talk to you. But obviously you're turning her off, and so she's backing away. So she's having a hard time at work. She decided to quit, and I knew she was dealing with this before. She asked me for advice about it, and she did some of what I told her since I had experience with this sort of thing in my line of work. It's fine to get to talk about those things in person, but now you're doing it on the phone. You're acting like a non-sexual friend at this point. It's been, barely th it's been nearly three weeks since she walked out of her job, and I've barely heard from her. Obviously, you've done a lot of damage at that point. She's turned, remember, she's just, I can't wait to see you again. Now, and now you barely hear from her over the course of three weeks. After she replied to my last long text, I switched things up and just replied very short and punchy replies, focusing on flirting. So you're trying to create attraction. Again, what I talk about in the book is if she's reaching out, you should assume she wants to see you and make a fucking date. Instead, you're like spinning around in circles like a dog chasing his tail. He says, however, she dodged them, so I knew things were going south. So obviously you can assume he's going to try even harder now, but the point of the phone is to set dates in person. I focused on setting up dates. No, you didn't, dude. 
way too much talking in Texas. I've already explained that. You see, he's just totally bullshitting himself and deluding himself. Because he's not exercising very much emotional self-control. And this is obviously the only girl he's got in his life, so he's just, just all over her. I focus on setting up dates, so after not hearing from her for a few days, I asked her how she was with heights, but kept it, I don't know what you mean by heights, kept it at that, wanting to surprise her about the next date. Missed opportunity, dude. Because this is what the nice guys do. They're too afraid to ask for the date, and so they figure, oh, I'll, after I talk to her three or four more times, then I'll ask her out for another date. You guys were all over each other on your second date. And now you're just, you turned yourself into a, a pen pal. She didn't say yes, no, when she was available, so I left it at that. That's, the, that's your job to be the leader and be direct, decisive, get to the fucking point and make a date. And obviously you didn't do that. You just kind of, you know, she, women tend to do that. They tend to, you'll ask them when they're available and then they change the subject or they start talking about something else. And if you just let them take control of the conversation... You're not being direct and you're not being decisive and you're not getting to the point. You're acting like the nice guy friend, the emotional tampon. Women want you to be the leader. Think about it. If you're on a sales call, if you've got a potential client that you're talking to, you want to get an appointment in person so you can sell them in person, slide the contract over and they'll sign on the dotted line in person. If you've ever bought a car, that's what you experience when you call car dealerships asking, well, when can you come down? You're going to hear that within the first couple of minutes of talking to them. They'll give you some basic information, but like, well, why don't you come down and take a look? Why don't you come down and do a test drive? Got a couple, I got a beautiful red one, a beautiful blue one on the lot, you're gonna like it. It'll be great, when can we get together? A smart salesman knows to do that. And the reality is dating is kind of like sales. You're selling yourself, but you close the person in person, not over the phone. So you're giving out way too much information over the phone. Since then, I had to go to London for an interview. She realized off social media that I was in London, got so excited and really wanted to meet up. But I couldn't because of this interview. I asked her to come to me, but we both knew it was rush hour and would have taken too long as she had things to do late and I had to catch a train. I said I'd make plans with her and she would need to say if she was up for this adventure. I know now I should have just said, when are you available? Four days went by, and she finally messaged back, but she just said, Hey, you okay? Sorry, I've been kind of all over the place recently. Had so much crap to think about with sad emojis, etc., etc., ignoring the date request altogether. Yeah, because now you're kind of the emotional tampon, and you know she knows you're kind of interested, but you're, you've just really steered this thing from the romantic zone over to friend zone. And so she's starting to treat you like a friend. When she has a problem, she wants to call and emote and talk and connect like she would with one of her girlfriends. And then she just ignores the date request. I replied back a day later saying, hey, hope you're okay. Give me a call when you're free and we can catch up. Hey, give me a call. Let's get together and have a drink. Let's get together and have dinner. It's been four days and I haven't heard anything, which obviously it's driving them nuts. I can't tell if I'm screwing up, dude, you're totally fucking up. Because I should talk to her more. No, dude, you, that's the problem. You're talking too much and you're not getting together. You started off okay, but you're basically talking to this girl out of liking you. Or get on the phone and just sort out a date. What's the book say, dude? Make a fucking date. If she hasn't, the other thing is, 
you're sending multiple messages and multiple phone calls in between waiting for her to get back. It's, it's a game of tennis. If you reach out to her and she doesn't respond, maybe she's busy, maybe she's traveling, maybe she's fucking another guy. It doesn't really matter. The bottom line is if you value yourself and you have self-respect, you're going to be spending your time with somebody who's excited to be with you, not somebody that just blows it off. If you're going to I mean, you're putting this girl on a pedestal and treating her like she's the most valuable woman in the world, and yet you're just kind of like a second thought, almost like she's kind of put you in backup position and keeping you there while she spends time or fucks the other guy that she's actually hooking up with, but just does enough to stir the pot to keep you interested so she can get some validation and attention from you. I knew I was coming across as needy initially, and that is why I changed my behavior. Maybe I missed something, but I don't see where your behavior's changed at all. You've been pretty consistently doing things wrong. And stop the pen pal stuff, etc., and I'm focusing on dates. Obviously, well, as I talk about in the book, if you've asked a woman out twice on two separate occasions when she reaches out to you first, but obviously you're not waiting for her to reach out first at this point, and she doesn't, won't make a date, then you just stop asking. And she'll either bring it up when she reaches out, or she'll disappear forever. Obviously, she's been on WhatsApp a lot, all day, and all over social. She's just ignoring my text. So you're stalking her on all social media trying to figure out what's going on. In the meantime, I've been busy doing a lot of things myself. Well, it doesn't sound like it from your email. Now and again, I'll stick something on social media like meal prep or about the business I'm building, and I know she's seen them. I think I may have blown it. Pretty good chance you have. She's smoking hot, and there's no doubt she'll have all these local guys vying for her attention. Yeah, she's probably fucking somebody else at this point because you talked her out of liking you. My plan is to call her to arrange a date. Well, you're still waiting to hear from her at this point, and she ignored your request for a date last time. I wouldn't call her or text her at all at this point. I'd wait to hear from her and then make a definite date. Get right to the point. No need to... If she texts you, say, hey, I'm going to call you. Call her up. Just say, hey... I'm kind of jammed up right now. I can't really talk, but I'd love to see you. When are you available to get together? And she goes, oh, I don't know. I just wanted to call and talk and see how you were. I haven't talked to you in a while. I say, oh, I've been real busy, but I'd definitely love to see you. So why don't you figure out your schedule? I'd really love to see you and get back to me, and we'll plan something then. But i got to run. I'll talk to you later. And then leave it at that. If she doesn't answer, I'll leave a voicemail and see what happens. Like I said, I, I wouldn't reach out anymore after, after this, dude. I wouldn't do anything. I'd just wait to hear from her and try to set a date if you can. And then if you go out on a date, see how things progress. If you're able to, the idea is to hang out, to have fun, and to hook up. But you all should be dating other women. Because if this girl's as hot as you say she is, she's got plenty of other attention from guys. And guys that know what they're doing are making dates and probably hooking up with her. And you're kind of like the backup guy stuck in friend zone. You're like the break glass in case of emergency, male companion, backup plan. You don't want to be anybody's fucking backup plan. You want to be a priority. If she treats you like an afterthought, then guess what? You're going to give her the same thing back. If she treats you like she's bored with you, well, then be bored with her. If someone's excited to be with you, be excited to be with them. It's like you get match and mirror their actions. So let's go through the second guy's email. This is really quick. He says, really dig your work. After a six-year relationship, I was dumped, and I have maintained complete no contact for three months despite hoping she would reconsider. 
Well, she unilaterally changed the terms of your relationship, so there's not a lot you can do about it at this point. But I hung in there. While doing some spring cleaning, I found her dog crate in my garage. I had borrowed it when I washed her dogs last summer. It's not something she needs back right away, and she may not have been thinking about it. It's not a major inconvenience for me to hang on to it for a while, but eventually she should get it back. It's a nice one. Well, if she really wanted it back, she'll get in touch with you. She dumped you. The reality is you're reaching out to me because you think going back and pursuing is going to somehow help things. But six years together, you haven't heard from her in three months. She broke up with you. Obviously, she doesn't give a fuck right now. He says, do I just drop it off in her driveway on some Tuesday afternoon saying nothing at all? That would continue no contact. No, you're drop, you only want to drop the cage off because you're hoping she'll contact you. It's the only reason you're doing this. Put, take it apart, throw it in the back of your fucking attic somewhere, and forget about it. If she, doesn't, if she wants it back, I mean, think of it this way. Women often will leave things at a guy's house because it gives them an excuse to reach out in the future. He says, but that is kind of jerky, like we cannot talk like normal people in this ordinary situation. No contact means no contact. That means if she doesn't reach out to you, you're never, ever going to speak again. She's the one that dumped you. In other words, she has to earn another chance with you, not the other way around. You should definitely read Seven Principles to get an ex back. I did an article and video on that several years ago, and you also need to read the book. And you should also, you should assume it's over forever. You're never going to hear from her. You're never going to speak to her again. She ended things. Therefore, it's her responsibility to rekindle them. You wanted to work it out. You did not want the breakup, but she basically told you to pound sand. So if she wants her crate, she can contact you and come over and fucking pick it up. Let me bring a bottle of wine with her and make dinner together. Like I talk about in Seven Principles Getting Next Back. Should I text her and say I have it, asking if she will pick it up or I drop it off? Again, you're looking for a reason to break no contact because it's been three months and you're worried you're never going to hear from her again. The whole point is you should assume you're never going to hear from her again. You should assume it's over forever. If she wants it back, she'll get in touch. And you having it gives her a reason to reach out. If she says, hey, if she does call you and say, hey, you still have that dog cage of mine? It's like, yeah. Why don't you come on over, bring a bottle of wine, and we'll make dinner together and you can pick it up. And she says, no, I just want my dog crate back. He's like, all right, no problem. Well, I'll leave it on the front porch or on the back porch, and you can come pick it up. You know, I'll leave it out for you, and you can come pick it up. Ask her what day she wants to come by and do that, and leave it there and go, go do something else. And then once she picks it up, you may never hear from her again. I wouldn't go drop it off to her. Fuck that shit. Dude, she dumped you after six years. I mean, come on. Have some self-respect. So that, that's what I would do. You definitely need to read the book. And you need to get back to focus on your mission and your purpose in life and start dating other women and moving on with your life. I know it's not what you want to do, but it's the best thing to help you get back on the horse and move forward. Because obviously she's out dating and having a good time and enjoying her life because she knows after six years she can probably call you and you'll drop whatever you're doing to want to spend some time with her. You gotta let, she's got to come back to you. Just like I talk about in Seven Principles Getting Next Back, she has to come to your place three times in a row, make dinner together, Netflix and chill, whatever it happens to be. The only distance that you should be willing to travel to see her 
is this distance that it takes to go from wherever you are in your house to your front door to let her in. And if she comes over and you hang out, have fun, and hook up three times in a row, then you can start picking her up and taking her out. But you got to let her do 100% of the calling, texting, and pursuing at, from this point going forward. So if you'd like to get my help personally, the quickest way is to go to my website, click the products tab at the top of your screen, and book whatever coaching option works for you. And I will talk to you soon.